Well, Kyle, you predicted it, right, buddy? Vegas, Florida, Stanley Cup final. It's coming up. You know, both those teams are up 3-0 in their series. But again, there's still four teams left in the playoffs. And how does the core four of those four remaining teams stack up to the Vancouver Canucks? We're going to talk about that next. It's Begsy and it's Bowen. And you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, there's no core four on this podcast, just the dream team. I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy is Kyle Bowen. And thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. Before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks because it's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts because, buddy, we're pumping it out five Whoa. days a week. Dude, relax, man. Pumping it out. So it's, it's a family program, okay? Locked On Canucks, your team every day, family yeah. program. Continue, Begsy. Yeah, family program. All right, on today's show, yeah, we're going to talk about the core four uh, from all four remaining playoff teams, even though it's about to be two pretty soon. We're going to touch on that. Compared to the Vancouver Canucks, how does the Canucks core four stack up to Florida, Carolina, Dallas, and Vegas? And we're also going to touch on the least GM search. Will it be Mike Gillis or Jim Benning, who will be the next general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Should be a fun conversation. But first and foremost, here's a guy who likes to have fun. Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother? I do like to have fun, man. And I, I need to have more fun at the gym, man. For real. I got to say it off the top. I want to hold myself accountable. I'm telling you too, so you can hold me accountable too. It's been, it's been a couple of years since I've, you know, since I got wifed up and, uh, the, the gym has never been the same. It was, I a phony the whole time. I think the proof is in the pudding. Okay. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, locked on Canucks, your team every day. We'll get to the comments at the end of the show. Yeah. How does our core compare to the core of these four teams? Still in the dance, barely for two of them. I think I know where this episode's going. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much for free, okay? Let's go, Begsy. For free, because, hey, you can subscribe to our channel for free. Look at that. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a world. Uh, okay, I I'm going to list the core four, at least my opinion of the core four of the four remaining playoff teams. And, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like, where does the Canucks stack up? Are, are the Canucks core four better than any of these teams? Uh, but first and foremost, no. Florida. No. I have Matthew Kachuk, Alex Barkov. Uh, Aaron Ekblad, and I debate about Brandon Montour, but I put Sergei Bobrovsky in just because, again, the guy's come out of nowhere from being backup goalie to... And he's not going anywhere with that salary either. So right now I have Bobrovsky over Montour. In Carolina, I have Sebastian Ajo, Martin Natchez, Jacob Slavin, and Frederick Anderson. Uh, Dallas, uh, Jason Robertson, Rope Hintz, Miro Heiskanen, Jake Ottinger. And then in Vegas, I have Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, and I went with a second defenseman instead of a goalie here. I went with Shea Theodore. I'm going to say it right now. I think the Canucks core four is probably better than Carolina's because Carolina's just a team, man. There's a team. And I think the big knock on them is that they're lacking star power. But when I look at the Canucks core four at Pedersen, Miller, Hughes, and Demko, I'd rather have that over Ajo, Natchez, Slavin, and Frederick Anderson. I don't, again, you watch way more hockey than I do. Is there a reason why Natchez? is preferred over Shevchenkov. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you know what? 
to be honest with you. I kind of forgot about Svechnikov because he's oh, injured. Oh, <laughs> I, like I, I, I like the honesty, man. I like the honesty, man. Okay, you could have went down that route. I just think Nate Jash is a better player overall. You know, I like the honesty, man. Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bauer, well, Trevor Nate, Biggs. Only get it here. Yeah. I believe Nate He's a good was, player. He's a good player. Well, and I think he was, he had a bad season last year. Uh, but this season, you know, he was way better. And he actually, did he, he led the team in points this season. He had 70, 71 points, which led the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so, yeah, let's even, I'll replace Frederick Anderson with Andre Sveshnikov. I'd still rather have that Canucks core four. Okay, cool. So, Dan, you're, you're really high on the Vancouver Canucks, man, for real, until they prove it. Like, you've already well, here's given the thing. them, here's the thing. You've already given them a am- trophy. Hey, good job, guys. You just you got unlucky, man. You got unlucky. It's all it's all ownership's fault. This core should do it. No, here here's the thing. It's why the conversation about the core four is interesting, but it obviously goes a lot further than that, right? Like Carolina has, you know, Jordan Mardinick, for example, had nine points in five games against the Devils, right? We're talking about a fourth line player. But like guys like Mardinuk, Jordan Stahl, obviously that defense is rock solid. Like that top four with uh Slavin, Brett Pesci, Brady Shea. Um, Brett Burns, like that is a really solid top four. And, and that's that's the divide between the Canucks and other teams, right? As these other teams have the depth, um, they have a strong defense to overcome goaltending, although goaltending really hasn't been an issue for, for most of the teams left when you make it this far. But yeah, the Canucks, I, I like their core four. I mean, the, the one thing is when you look at Carolina, and this is the team I'm kind of picking on right now, is that Aho Natchez and Svechnikov are all young, right? Whereas Pedersen, Hughes, and Demko are young. Miller's not young, right? Hmm. So, again, the Canucks core four is, you know, arguably more in win-now mode than a team like Carolina. But the problem is they don't have the depth around them to even be a playoff team, you know? So, again, core yeah. four conversation is interesting. But, um, yeah, it's, it takes a lot more than that to win, especially in hockey. When I, I think here's an interesting point. I had a conversation with a friend with the other day. When you think about basketball right the star players are out there like 90 percent of the game you know in nfl football the players are out there you know the star players the quarterbacks are out there 50 percent of the game the star players in in the nhl you know maybe on uh, a night where he's got to play too much is out there half the time but usually there's your star players are out there for maybe like 35 40 percent of the game so hmm. that means that, that there needs to be that depth there that much more than than basketball and uh and football yeah no that's a great a great observation yeah, Miller, Hughes, Pedersen, Demko, the core four for Vancouver. Sure, the talent is there individually, but I think uh, for us to, uh, you know, lament that that core four is as good as some of these teams in the playoffs, don't you think that, like, winning has a big part of uh, cementing that? You know what I'm saying? Like, can they win together? Isn't that a good attribute to have? Like, the individualistic nature of these guys is not good enough to again, uh, compare, let alone pick this four over any of the four that are leading their team in playoff round victories and in the final four of the NHL playoffs. Yo, Carolina, man. Carolina, a lot of injuries that got there. I'm a big Carolina Hurricanes fan. I think I'm only saying that because I I like the interview that I listened to with Rob Brindamore. Uh, They also lost some overtime games against Florida as well. Mm. Yeah, it's such a fine line. You have to get so lucky. Somebody is littering on that roster. You know, somebody is littering up top (laughs) for real, for real, man, for real. Like luck is such an interesting thing in this world, man. It comes out of nowhere. Pause. And when it does, you just got to hold on to it. 
Just got to hold on to it. Yeah. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Yeah. 100%. Another interesting one was like you mentioning Bobrovsky in the core four for the Florida Panthers. That's that's one of the one of the most ridiculous things because I felt as if that boat sailed a long time ago. You know, for real. Yeah, and, I, I think. I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, all I was gonna I was gonna finish off at this point. You know, again, Florida's the team. They're the outlier. They're the team that you know is going to make other GMs think about the fact that all you have to do is get in. They're that team. They got $14 million tied up to their goaltenders, plus $14 million plus, maybe 15 mil. You know what I'm saying? And they're a win away from making the cup finals. I think I think that Martin guys, oh, not, not, not Martin. What's his name? What's the backup there? The guy they drafted in the Alex, first round. All those oh, Spencer Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer Knight making like what? Probably $4 million. Bobrovsky making... They get this guy a bl- blank million, check. Yeah. yeah, it's unreal, unreal, unreal. Oh man. Well, the, and, and again, it goes back to having the team, right? And I, I would not have put Borowski in this core four for having this conversation in April, right? But now Borowski's yeah. got from the backup to start the playoffs to like the consummate favorite potentially. You mm-hmm. know, uh, maybe favorite's a bit strong because Kachuk's having a great playoffs himself. But my goodness, man, I mean, like right now, Borowski is is a core reason why the Florida Panthers are doing what they're doing, but. To talk about how it goes beyond the team, like that's just the core four. But you know, for Florida, we haven't mentioned guys like Carter Verhage, Sam Bennett, Sam Reinhardt, Anthony Duclair, former Canuck Gustav Forsling. You know, like they got a lot of guys who are playing really, really well right now, and that's why core four debate is interesting. Canucks have a decent core four, in my opinion, but it just it, it takes a lot more than that uh, if you want to compete for the Stanley Cup. Uh, Kyle, maybe who, I'll ask you quickly have? before who, who, we. Sorry, who did he have for Florida again? You had you had a Barkov, Kachuk, Kachuk, Barkov, yeah, Kachuk, Barkov, Ekblad, Bobrovsky. I feel as if I see on Twitter a lot. Again, don't watch all the games. I feel as if people are not the biggest fans of Ekblad anymore. I think I, I he had a down if... season. That was that was a big part of it. And obviously, Brooks okay. Kepka was ripping on him earlier in the season. Like Brandon <laughs> Montour almost stepped up, and he has become the team's number one defenseman, but. Yeah. I mean, Ekblad has been the pillar there since they drafted him first overall in 2014. So uh, maybe not necessarily the number one stud. But again, when you got guys like Montour and Forsling who are playing at top pairing level, I think it can insulate Ekblad and protect him a bit more. Yeah. Three teams yeah. gave up on Forsling, I heard. I didn't even know he also played for Carolina as well. Is that correct? Or is that is that right or wrong? Ooh, Vancouver I to believe... Chicago. I heard something Man. on the radio about how like Vancouver gave up on him. Chicago gave up on him. Carolina gave up on him, which kind of alarmed me because I was like, he went to Carolina and then Florida. But anywho, it doesn't really matter when it's, uh, when I'm talking about the other teams, it's really about the fact that Jim Benning, <laughs> Jim Benning let go of this guy uh, to get Clen Denning. Right. And Jim Benning's pro scouting, Jim Benning's pro scouting. Oh my goodness gracious. Yo, it's, oh, fucking, it's I almost swore there. It's baffling. It's baffling, yeah, and I know we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it on the other side, but I feel as if even though the NHL world is kind of trolling the Toronto Maple Leafs fan base by even mentioning Jim Manning's name, it's pretty obvious that's not going to happen because you don't have to be, you, you don't have to know hockey that well to know that Jim Benning was probably the worst GM in sports during his time with the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's a great segue. And quickly before we get to break, yes, uh, so Gustav Forsling got traded from Vancouver to Chicago for Adam Clendenning, uh, and then was traded by Chicago to Carolina 
uh, for Calvin DeHaan and another uh, AHL player. And then he was selected off of waivers by the Florida Panthers from Carolina in January 2021. Dude, Florida is the place you go, man. Honestly, when you're you're a pro, but you're also not, uh, you know, you're not doing it. You're not really good at your job. You just got to go to Florida, make that tax-free money. Maybe the sun heals you, and you can just do your thing and have fun again. Because I think we've seen it with Montour and Forsling, uh, even Sam Bennett. You know, these guys just ripping it up. Impact players, game in and game out for the Florida Panthers, who are, again, five wins away from doing something Vancouver's never done. And that's been the best at the best sport in the world. It's unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Florida's going to win a cup before the stand, uh, before the, the Vancouver Canucks. I'm sorry. And I'm pissed off. I'm mad. It's gross. More on that on another episode, for real. Don't want to do that. Yeah. Today. And um, maybe something that would, uh, you know, cheer you up is uh, talking about Jim Betting going to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that's coming up on the other side. A couple articles related to Jim Betting and Mike Gillis becoming the next general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. But first, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the right fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Almost nailed it, man. 98.7%. Yeah. It happens, man. eBay Motors, shout out to them. And shout out to the people watching this episode of Locked On Canucks, your team, every day. Shout out to the people who are not watching this as well. We're sending you love. Uh, Trevor Beggs and Kyle Bowen from Surrey, British Columbia. We got to lead with love. We got to do yeah. We got to do the work for the people, for real. We got to lead with love. And now, for whatever reason, uh, the, the NHL world, and specifically Trevor Beggs, wants to send Jim Benning some love here because he's going to spend some YouTube time and some Spotify time and some Apple podcast time promoting uh, the possibility that Jim Benning could be a, a GM again for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I know it's a joke. I know it's a bit of trolling. But... Just to put that out in the universe, wish well for this guy, which I am. Uh, you know, I hope he's going for walks and healthy and doing his thing. But he did way too much damage to my first love, the Vancouver Canucks. I, I don't want this guy being back in the NHL. The NHL is not a better place with Jim Benning. I, I'm sorry. It just, you know, yeah, it's just. I think it's he, it's a better he, place for it's a better place for the 31 NHL teams who don't have them have him on dude, their uh, in their management yo, team. He, he can't be in charge of an <laughs> NHL team again, man. For real, he can't be in charge of an NHL team making the moves. He also can't be the guy behind the microphone talking to the media. It's just a it's a bad look, man. For real, maybe go scouting or something. Maybe you know, I don't know. Yeah, anyways, Begsy, uh, take it off, take it off my mic because I might go in here and take the next eight minutes because you know you know how I feel about Jim Benning. Yeah, well, I, I, I just got to say, I disagree with you. You know, I think Jim Benning, you know, is a former Leafs player. Oh, you know, man. He's, he's had decades of experience in scouting and management. Now, he's got a Stanley Cup ring on his resume. He's been an assistant GM. He's been a general manager. You know, his, his dad was, was a long-time scout. There are so many reasons why the Toronto Maple Leafs should be not only considering Jim Benning, but chomping at the bit to get him uh, in, in, that, in that GM role. So, uh, shout out to Jim Benning there. And, you know, the other reason I wanted to bring up uh, Mike Gillis was because there was this article 
uh, from Leafs Nation titled, Help the Maple Leafs, Mike Gillis, You're Our Only Hope. And basically Ooh. talked about how <laughs> it talked about how there's a bunch of, you know, old retread general managers like, you know, Betting, Shirelli, Talon, Bergevin, Hextall, Burke, all those guys. Um, but of the old hockey retreads, the one guy that uh, this author wants, uh, shout out to John Steitzer from Leafs Nation, is Mike Gillis. And basically had like talked about like all the good things Gillis did in Vancouver. And, uh, you know, obviously we're trolling with betting, uh, but with Mike Gillis, are you surprised that he never found another NHL job? Like it's now been eight pushing nine years since the Canucks fired him in 2014. Are you surprised that, that he was never named? No, dude, I'm not that surprised because I feel as if post Vancouver Canucks a tenure as a GM, the world kind of changed and people, uh, people just got sensitive, man. You know, people got uh, power hungry, you know, they want the clout. They want, they want the, they want the fame and Jim, uh, sorry, uh, Mike Gillis is one of those guys that if he's going to take a job, he did it here. He wants a lot of control. He wants a lot of control. He wants a lot to say, and I feel as if he brings that energy into his interviews with these NHL clubs post again Vancouver Canucks, and he might he might turn people off. And I think a big reason why he got the job in Vancouver at the time was because he was a player agent for Marcus Naslin, so there was a lot of relation relationships between you know upper management and him already. But again, the fact that there probably aren't a lot of strong relationships in these organizations relative to Mike Gillis. Uh, he might come off with too much bravado and uh, too arrogant or something, and it may not sit well with, again, the people making the decisions. It's it's only surprising because he did such a good job at taking pieces that were already dealt to him and doing the most with them. And I think the Maple Leafs are definitely on that boat, right? Dubis, Lamorello, Shanahan, they've done a lot of work there, you know? If Gillis goes there, he's going to have most of the pieces already to play with. And I feel as if he proved it with the Vancouver Canucks that he can do well with that type of arrangement. And uh, yeah, let's, you know what? Mike Gillis is good. For, he did a lot for us. I, here's the story about Mike Gillis and Kyle Bowne. Okay. This is a true story. And it took a lot of growing up to realize how wrong I was because he provided a lot of, a lot of pizzazz in my life. I, I know we didn't get the ring, but he allowed a lot of my years in my teens to be just fun. I was more arrogant, more confident. Not that arrogance is a good thing, but, you know, just just more myself because the Canucks were in it. Okay, I had more hope in my life. But uh, this all being said, I was so frustrated and so mad and so pessimistic. This was a really dark time in my life that I was at I was at his last game with the Vancouver Canucks, and I was one of the loudest in the building saying, fire Gillis, fire Gillis, fire Gillis, fire Gillis. And the next day he got fired. Wow. So just, just I, I put that out there. And it's hmm. not as if I regret the decision completely. But he didn't deserve that from me. He deserved to be let go because it was it was time to move on. But he didn't deserve that from me. So I'm, I'm sorry. And I, now I'm putting it out there that you get another NHL gig. And maybe it's the biggest yeah. in the NHL, for real. Well, yeah, geez. A lot, lot, lot to unpack there. And I'll try to do yeah. it quick. So we got to cut to break and get out of here pretty soon here. I'll lock down Canucks, your team every day. Yeah. Um, with Mike Gillis at the time, I think what a lot of fans thought is that, you know, this team needs to start over. And it felt like Gillis was... Just trying to like take one more kick at the can, one more kick at the can. And as we've learned through through interviews since, if you take Gillis at his word, is that he pushed for a rebuild and the ownership said no. And I don't think that was really known at the time. Well, it wasn't known at the time by the fan base. Dude, can the um, ownership just take some accountability, yo? Just chill out, man. 
Wouldn't they that gotta, be nice? Just, just, just take some of the blame. The, the, the most accountable person has to be the person at the top of your organization, for real. And I just saw this thumbnail, too, that Aquilini was choked at uh, Benning pick Kachuk over Yulevi. He was super mad. He's going, you know, he's digging in the past and taking shots at his at, at his former GM. It's like, dude, chill out, man. Chill out. Were you really that choked? Giving him extensions after extension? Come on. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I, I had another funny story with someone I, I met over the weekend about uh, the Gallardi family versus the Aquilady family, but we'll save that for another show. Okay. Uh, quickly on quickly on Gillis and the Leafs, though. Um, you know, Lawrence Gilman, his former right-hand man, is still an assistant general manager with the Leafs. Ooh, so there is an, an inroads there as well. Look at you, man. Um, yeah, I, and, you know, I asked you the question. I am kind of surprised that Gillis never ended up back in hockey, but, you know, maybe part of it is he was going for that GM role, that president role. Mm. Um, but, yeah, considering the success that they had in Vancouver, considering the pieces he was able to put in place around that core, which mm-hmm. is a big part of winning, as we've seen in the recent playoffs, and everything from the sleep doctors to trying to like just every little thing he could do to improve the Canucks, he tried. Uh, so yeah, I was surprised he never got another shot, but um, maybe this is it, man. Gillis to the Maple Leafs, or preferably betting to the Maple Leafs. But nah. we'll see how it goes. Nah, no, whether you're whether you're Mike Gillis or Jim Benning <laughs> or Trevor Beggs or Kyle Bowen, you know you need to prioritize comfort when you're putting on your shorts. So. That's why you got to slide your legs into some bird dogs apparel. You know, true story here. When I first put on a pair of bird dog shorts, I instantly started moonwalking on the ceiling of my bedroom. And then when I took off my bird dog shorts at the end of the day, I found that there were little hummingbirds that were just, you know, really, uh, really manscaping me downstairs. It was was wonderful. It was wonderful. That's dirty, bro. That's that's rated R. That's illegal. That's bestiality or whatever, okay? No, no, no. I didn't know they were there, okay? I just, all I felt was a nice little, uh, ooh, a little bzzz. Anyways, okay. downstairs looking great. And it's all thanks to bird dogs. So, yeah, bird dogs, they're more than just shorts. Find them for yourself by going to birddogs.com slash lockdown NHL. And when you enter promo code lockdown NHL, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Manscaping Whoa. hummingbirds, probably not included. Wow. A free Yeti mug, man. You could do a lot with those, man. You save a lot of money when you get one of those mugs. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that much. For real. It's a lot easier to make that coffee and bring it into into your car. For real, for real, for real. <laughs> Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bound. Trevor Beggs, my favorite part of the show, Comet Corner, because the people matter, man. Uh, Beggsy and I wouldn't be here. Uh, we wouldn't be almost, well, Trevor, almost 30. I wouldn't be 30 years old without you, man, for real. Without the people, man. For real, it's just the truth, man. Just the, they hold all the power, dude. They really do, yeah. and they got the comments. Uh, comment number one comes from Viper's Whip, one of the favorites out here. He says uh, he loves Florida. He loves Florida, and he doesn't really care about Kratzoff, too. You know, uh, we we did the Kratzoff episode yesterday. Put that in the thumbnail. People don't give. People don't care. People don't care about yeah, this guy. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. Okay, but yeah, let, 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 the higher ups are locked on. will probably be uh, slapping our little wrist, saying like, "Why did you talk about? Why did you make Kratz off the hot headliner? You know, what are you dude, talking?" It's not about? our fault, though, man. It's not our fault, man. We're talking about the Vancouver Canucks and following this team, bro. You don't have nothing really to talk about. You don't have games to talk about. You don't have. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. It's not our fault. Mm-hmm. If the ups are listening, uh, up at locked on, locked on the in the network. Don't blame us. Blame blame the Canucks, okay? For real, for real. He did say though, if if Kratzov picked up like a ha- handful of points, like I wonder if things would have been different. Maybe they would have tried trading him or something. I don't know. Who knows? 
I think they would have, if he picked up points, they only would have tried trading him if they knew he was going to go back to the KHL, but that would be a sneaky, dirty move to pull. So I think that the likelihood of that would be low. If you're, if you're not cheating, you're not winning, right? That's what they all say. There you go. That's what they all say. Um, This person, they got, they got like something going on with their name. I can't really read it out, but uh, they talked about how they're not mad at Florida and Vegas possibly winning cups before the Canucks. It's just, it's just sad that we're in this predicament, and he was really going in on Aquilini, not taking any accountability. Yeah, and and that's that's completely fair to be honest. I mean, you know, I, I think it's it's sports, right? If you want to be a little petty, if you want to hate teams like the Oilers, the Maple Leafs, which I do, uh, and and you know, be petty and not be happy that the Florida Panthers and Vegas are going to win Stanley Cup before the Canucks, that's fine, man. It's sports, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, the commenter was right. Uh, the blame in this market should be placed at Aquilini because you know, there's been way too much involvement from ownership. And, and maybe I will tell the story really quickly here, but met someone over the weekend who knows uh, the Gallardi family very well. And for those who don't know, back in 2006, uh, it was the Gallardi family and the Aquilini family who had a bid together to go in on the Canucks. Aquilini screwed over the Gallardis. And everything I heard from, it's actually Tom Gallardi's father, Bob Gallardi, um, and again, just one guy's word is that, you know, really nice, really down to earth guy. And every other story I've heard about Luigi Aquilini, old man Aquilini has been the opposite, um, basically in terms of their business dealings wow. and stuff. So wow. it, it, not, not to say the Canucks would have won a Stanley Cup if the Gallardis were in charge, but I've just said it does start at the top and, uh, look what the Dallas Stars are doing right now under the Gallardis watch. Um, you know, they've been a pretty successful team for quite some time here as well. Dude, Begsy's doing it for the people, okay? Hit the like button, subscribe. This guy's risking his risking his job in the media pass, you know? Just for the people, just to report on uh, not, not these rumblings or just what he's hearing through both his ears. Just, just doing it for Locked On and the Locked On Canucks people, the everydayers. I respect you, Begsy, for real, man. You put you, you put the people and me before your family, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, don't, I definitely won't sell out the source, but uh, yeah, it was an interesting conversation I had with someone I just met this weekend. So yeah, uh, good, good times. And it certainly had me thinking like, you know, what would have been if the Gallardis took over the Canucks instead of the Aquilini's, you know, well, yeah. it's been a different story. We talked about Mike Gillis. Like there's a chance that 2011 doesn't happen. Who knows? You just never know these things. You can't mm -hmm. really, it's, it's, it's fun to assume what, what could have happened, but I think it's, it would be more fun if this guy was just more accountable. Then we could move forward, you know? It, it would just, yeah. the trickle-down effect. There's just something looming over this organization, too, that's not right. And I think the fact that this guy cannot, again, be accountable, just say sorry, you know, and just kind of understand that he's he made such such bad decisions. But I don't want to go down this route. Can we get out of here? Because I it's about, it's about to get dark. If you want me to talk about the guy that extended Jim Benning, and let him make the OEL trade and then fired him a couple months ago. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go down that path. Yeah. I still Not want to much. go to games. Well, if I go yeah. in, I'm going to be banned from the building, okay? So let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, no accountability from uh, Francesco Aquilini. But you know who is accountable? Kyle Bowen and Trevor Banks here on Lockdog Canucks. Your team every day. Always got to stay accountable to our takes. Because if we don't, we know you're going to hit us up in the comments and keep us accountable. So that's why we love and appreciate yep, yep, yep. Not just the everydayers, but everyone who's tuning in and wherever you're tuning in from. Uh, coming up this week, Elias Pedersen, Quinn Hughes. I want to get to those play reviews. Those are fun conversations. Uh, will Pedersen be the greatest Canuck of all time? Will be Quinn Hughes? Who knows? Find out our Ooh. takes by tuning in Ooh. to Locked On Canucks, your team 
every day. Peace, peace, peace. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.